0: Hey everybody, this is Kaysen, and welcome back to another episode of Hey Kids, this is Titans Talk with Kason, an official Tennessee Titans podcast. Joining me
1: today, as always, my co-host, my mom. What's up, Kason? I always love singing the intro after the big win that we had over the weekend. Yeah. I'm so excited. I'm pretty excited, too yes dude tell me about it yeah what happened
0: so a very very close game um it definitely went down to the wire both teams played sloppy at the beginning but then it cranked up a little bit seattle had a groove going and tennessee kind of seemed out of it but then they did not give up and that's one thing i love about this team is that they never give up in situations like these when that happens, they just um, they don't get down. They're not like, oh man, 0-2, here we come. No, they they get back up and they they fight, and that's 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 what I love about this team, and it paid off. Um, Derrick Henry had a monster game. So did Julio. Tannehill was really good. Another player I want to give a shout out to is Christian Fulton, who had an exceptional game against the Seahawks. Um, He was just all over uh, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and a bunch of other receivers that made it past the Titans secondary. And just shout out to Christian Fulton. He was outstanding and definitely something good to see for this uh, young defense.
1: Absolutely. You know that Coach Vrabel actually called him out on a press conference. Um, I think it was after the Arizona loss. Just said that Christian really did a great job. And he was really looking forward to seeing what all he would do this season. So, if, and oh, you know what we forgot to mention is Taylor LeJuan, um, gosh, and Roger Saffold. They both uh, sustained some injuries. We don't know what their status is currently. But shout out to the O line that really just pulled out all the stops for this game and just turned it around the the second half of the game. I mean, really, it was just so fantastic how they all just stepped up.
0: Like I said, no line, no shine, and they did that. Like they they embraced the O line being right. big guys and going and getting on their guys, and it worked. Uh, we came away with the victory. Yeah, dude, that's right. I forgot you said that.
1: No line, no shine, bruh.
0: Okay just what a crazy game and it went led to an overtime victory with our kicker Randy Bullock and beating Seattle in Lumen Field which is very hard to do um as as loud as their fans were it was a packed house no empty seats i could i can, i couldn't see any empty seats mm very packed also i also saw some two tone blue there yeah over those 12 flags just spectacular win in a in a very difficult atmosphere and that that definitely might be the turning point in our season
1: man i hope so i was really uh, it was so crazy you mentioned how loud it was at the stadium when we were playing when we were on offense but then when we were on defense and seattle was on offense it was so quiet you could hear russell wilson calling his plays
0: yeah um, that's because like the crowd factor. I mean, like if Tennessee is on offense, they want to disrupt them and just kind of make them a little disoriented during the play. So Tannehill had to do a lot of uh, going up to his linemen to knew, to make sure they knew the play. Um, and yeah, and they, the reason that they didn't make ton of, a ton of noise when Seattle was on offense was because that that could possibly mess up their play. So they wanted to keep it quiet so Seattle can have more success than Tennessee.
1: That's right. I'm glad you explained that to our listener, just in case they're learning the game of football and, you know, trying to figure out why teams would do that. But yeah, it's totally kind of the same situation at Nissan Stadium. We're super loud when our team is up on defense and vice versa. I know one thing that Kevin Bayard talked about during the press conference on Sunday after the game was that Lumen Field was the loudest stadium he's ever played in, ever. And he compared it to the Kansas City AFC's uh, championship game. It was almost as loud as that, but he was saying that Lumen Field was the loudest ever, which is, I can't even imagine.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Lumen and Arrowhead are like some of the loudest in the league and honestly it's really tough that's what makes it so tough that's why these that's why the Seahawks and the Chiefs are like so good is because they have their crowd behind them so my favorite play probably was that 60 yard Derrick Henry run oh my gosh
1: angry run i think i think it should win good morning footballs angry run of the week Kyle Brant needs to give Derrick Henry another scepter
0: shout out to Kyle Brant please give Derrick another scepter he needs it that's right add, add it to his collection <laughs>
1: And another thing that Derek can add to his collection is that he was nominated for FedEx Ground Player of the Week from this past Sunday's game, and he won, which brings his uh, total for the season, obviously, to one. And last season, he uh, actually won the award five times. So I think he's on a pretty good trajectory to get that award at least six or seven times. Yeah, high five to that. Well, going back to talking about the game from Sunday, for me, it was, well, Loki. it was my birthday.
0: Yeah, happy birthday to you. Happy <laughs> late birthday.
1: <laughs> yeah, you and um, Trevin and Dad brought me really nice cake and um, lovely presents, and it was just wonderful. And so football game came around, and when the Titans were down 24 to 9 at the half, uh, that's when I decided I was going to take the dogs for a walk. And then I was listening to Coach Mac and Mike Keith on Titans Radio while I was walking. And then the Titans started turning it around. And so I thought, well, I'm, I'm just going to keep walking because they're turning it around. And I wound up walking the whole rest of the half into overtime. I think I walked, it turned out to be five miles on our road. And um, it took over 90 minutes. Wow, to do that—definitely
0: so. De- superstitious. <laughs> I know. That, that, I was like borderline
1: crazy superstitious. That does with remind
0: that. me of this one time in an NFL playoff game. It was Chiefs versus Texans. A Chiefs fan, like he left because I mean, if you don't remember, it was twenty nineteen. the The Texans were up twenty four nothing, and then the Chiefs fan was like, "I'm leaving. I'm done." And then they started winning. So that kind of reminded me of that, but like a more condensed. <sighs> oh yeah, I kind of remember that. What was the? Uh, The final score was like 54 to 31. 30, 51 to 31, my bad.
1: And it was because he left that they won.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm the same.
0: <laughs> they actually, against the Titans in the AFC Championship game, they actually gave him, like, tailgating stuff for home. Oh. <laughs> yeah. The Chiefs themselves
1: uh, mailed that to him. That is so hilarious. But, yeah, I was hardcore listening to it on the radio and couldn't stop. And I was screaming in the streets and literally ran home. Um, I only walked the dogs for like a mile and a half. I don't think they would have lasted five miles, but yeah. So it's such a great game. My favorite play was, uh, well, the kick at the end that put us into uh, winning over Seattle. Yeah. That was my favorite. That was pretty clutch. Yeah. So
0: um, let's go into some Titans trivia from Sunday's game. Oh, I would love that. From ESPN's own Teron Davenport, the Titans have lost 62 straight when down 14-plus points in the fourth quarter of a game. Their last win was in 2006, Week 12 over the New York Giants. That streak was broken this past
1: Sunday against the Seahawks. That is spectacular. And I think that maybe it helped that I walked.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that that definitely helped. Thank you for doing that, Mom. From Friend of the Pod, Mr. Jim Wyatt of TennesseeTitans.com, Sunday's win over the Seahawks was the sixth consecutive overtime win for the Titans, a streak that dates back to 2015. Wow. The Titans are 4-0 in overtime games since coach Mike Rabel joined the organization in 2018.
1: That's so great. I know, right? I'm so, that makes me, that just really, you know, kind of puts into perspective just how good of a coach he is. He's just phenomenal in my opinion. You know, we don't know his ways. Uh, That's why I'm not the coach. That's why everybody else is not the coach, but he's the coach. Yeah. And now it's time for our NFL football fast fact. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) I know you love it. Just say you love it.
0: I love it. I said it. (laughs) Thank you. So according to NFL 365... Derrick Henry is the fourth player in NFL history with 10 career games with 150-plus rushing yards and two-plus rushing touchdowns. Wow. He joins Pro Football Hall of Famers Jim Brown of the Cleveland Browns with 13 games, LaDainian Tomlinson with the San Diego Chargers, now Los Angeles Chargers, Mm -hmm. with 12 games, and Barry Sanders of the Detroit Lions with 10 games.
1: So do you think that he could potentially beat that this year?
0: I don't know. I'd like to see it. Oh my gosh, yeah.
1: We are 100% ready for that. Here for it and super excited to see what our next game is going to be and how that's going to play out with the Colts here at Nissan Stadium.
0: That's going to that's going to be an exciting matchup. Definitely one uh, you could one definitely one that'd be exciting to see in person. Mm-hmm. No doubt.
1: And now our virtual guest dropping in with a quick little report that we know all Titans fans love.
0: This is Jim White of TennesseeTitans.com, and this week's britches report is light blue jerseys and navy britches.
1: There we have it. More light blue. That's a really cool combination, honestly. I can't wait to see the guys in this combo. It is definitely a fun thing to track. Just the statistics with all of it, what their winning record is with the different jerseys that they're wearing, the britches. And that brings us to our report from our friend of the pod, Titans Unitracker. So the Titans are overall... 33 and 19 in this light blue over navy combo. At home, we are 28 and 16. And an interesting combination fact is that we are 6 and 2 in September, and we are 2 and 1 in the new uni design. Shout out to Rob Naylor of Titans Uni Tracker for this information for us. And be sure to give him a follow on Instagram or Twitter at Titans Uni. That brings us into the 7th grader's forecast. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like that? <laughs> and the sound effects are so awesome, in my opinion. Turn out in
0: my... <laughs> So, our next opponent, as we've mentioned in the pod, is the Indianapolis Colts, a team that got some key signings this offseason and um, can be a threat, but they have not shown it these last two games. Uh, They are 0-2, losing to the Seahawks 16-28, and most recently the Rams 24-27. Now, just because they lost does not mean they're not a force to be reckoned with no these Colts have some power I mean special teams they uh well I mean this was on the Rams partially a long snap hit a guy's leg and bounced into the end zone recovered by Indy oh wow yeah and also according to Sports Illustrated Colts quarterback Carson Wentz is in doubt for Sunday's game it says Colts head coach Frank Wright said QB Carson Wentz sprained both angles and it's way too early to tell
1: what his status is for Sunday at Tennessee? Well, we wish him speedy recovery, but um, you know, it's not terrible news for the Titans. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, um, I mean,
0: Los Angeles's um, defensive line just beat up on Indy's O line, but if Tennessee's uh, D line can do that to Indy's, then I think we can. That we're gonna have a good game because Indy's has been struggling um, in these last two games and. Tennessee was really good on the D line against Seattle, having four sacks.
1: Yes, I said four sacks. Yeah, it's amazing.
0: That, it they was, did so good. It was awesome. Um, yeah, four sacks on Russell Wilson, almost a safety. If
1: at the at the end of the game. Well, according to everybody online that I was reading through the Twitter timeline after the game, it definitely was sounded like it was an officiating situation, but that he had that safety.
0: And yeah, I think Ola Adeniyi uh, should have gotten that safety. Mm-hmm. I mean, it. But whatever, we won. We did, and we're gonna take it,
1: and we're going on
0: anyway. We can. <laughs> That's right. So here's my first key to the game. It is um, disrupt the line. Uh, Indy's O line again has a as I've mentioned, has been struggling. The D line needs to take advantage of that. Get. Get to whoever's going to play quarterback uh, Sunday for the Indianapolis Colts. Mm-hmm. And just, again, have grass stains on their shirts. That would be nice. Yeah,
1: we'll get some two-tone blue grass stains <laughs> from the logo.
0: That <laughs> that would that, That's nice. Or maybe yeah. red or navy blue. Yeah, yeah. Or white. Yeah. My second key is stay with your guy. And that's something the Titans struggled with the first game. Uh, many secondaries getting beaten, but... I mean, the teams we've played have fast receivers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seattle, um, oh yeah, Arizona, those guys have fast receivers. But so does Indy, so the secondary needs to do their job. Um, but yeah, the secondary needs to get up in the receiver's face and um, knock the ball down or possibly take it in their own, own hands. My final key is... Home crowd advantage. We saw what Seattle's fans can do. And now I want to see what Tennessee's fans can do. I want to hear Nissan Stadium loud. I want to hear them rocking. I just want to hear nothing but Titans fans yelling. And um, I don't want to see any of that Colts blue. I want to see Titans
1: blue throughout that stadium. That would be awesome if it was just that. But unfortunately, we got to expect some visiting fans. But hopefully.
0: That's, that's going to happen. Yeah. But hopefully there's going to be a lot more Titans fans. Yeah.
1: I think you're right.
0: But, yeah, it's the Battle of um, of I-65, and... Oh, yeah, I forgot
1: about th- I forgot it was called that.
0: Yeah, it's the Battle of I-65, and I'm excited. Big rivalry in the AFC South. Um, just a big rivalry in general. I think a rivalry that should be talked about a lot more. But it would be nice to go 2-1, and, and if the Texans lose to Carolina this Thursday, Tennessee will take the lead of the division.
1: That's right. Yeah, a High five to that and i saw that right now currently both quarterbacks are inactive for houston. Oh wow. And
0: carolina's been on a roll. Mm-hmm. Shout out to carolina. They've been awesome.
1: Yeah, we don't play them this year, do we? Mm.
0: No, we we play the we play the saints though, which is the which is in the NFC South. But yeah, those are my keys to the game and the forecast for this sunday.
1: I don't know about you, but i'm so hyped.
0: hyped. I'm absolutely hyped. I'm so, I'm so excited to see our guys on the field.
1: If you are planning on going to the game this week at Nissan Stadium on Sunday, September 26th, they are doing a giveaway. This week's game day giveaway at Nissan Stadium is an Oilers flag
0: at each entrance to the gate.
1: It's going to be really awesome. I, I wonder what it's going to look like. I bet it's one of the 3 by 5 flags like they gave away the first week that said Tennessee Tough. And it might have that oil derrick on it from... Maybe it's just light blue. I don't know. But it sounds really awesome. And yeah. If only they they could wear Oilers jerseys this year. I know. Next year. Also, too, the charity drive. I don't know if anyone knows this. I mean, I think that people do. But I just wanted to go ahead and give it a shout out. The Tennessee Titans have a charity drive every Sunday at Nissan Stadium, and there's designated points around the stadium where you can drop off your donations. And this week's donation is going to go to Second Harvest Food Drive. And if you're interested in more information, there will be a link in the show notes to direct you towards the community page for TennesseeTitans.com, where you can read more about it. And the honorary 12th Titan for this week's game is members of the Oilers Love Ya Blue era, which includes Dan Pastorini, Billy White Shoes Johnson, which we've talked about on a previous episode. Yeah, we have. And I'm going to have to do some research on which one that was. Um, But anyway, Robert Brazil, Elvin Bethia, Curly Culp, Warren Moon. Oh, my gosh. That's going to be awesome. (laughs) I know. Um, Kenny Houston and Tony Banfield, among others. And that is for the Oilers Tribute Week, which it's this is really going to be an exciting game. Oh, yeah. Especially against the AFC South opponent. So we ask you, listener, to let us know where you're listening from. And we have a response this week. woo Yeah! Five. So we have the Elizondo family from San Antonio, Texas, who listen to us every week. Shout out to Jaden, Oscar, JJ, and Joseph. And, of course, Mom and Dad, Oscar, and Sandy tighten up y'all tighten that up. is so awesome thanks for listening we also want to thank you listener for tuning in every week and be sure to follow us on instagram at titans talk with Kayson. send us a message there and let us know where you're listening from and you could get a shout out from us on a future episode one last thing if you're not already please follow and subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast app or wherever you're listening from right now This
0: is Kaysen and Carrie signing off. But don't forget to tighten up and be Tennessee tough.